that's where we're looking at today. It's the inescapable mission, God's loving pursuit of us. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. I'm telling you that now. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you've received him as your Lord and Savior. He's after you. I don't know if you're serving him at this time. You're still a Christian. He's after you. He is a hound. He is after you to come close. He's after you to understand that whatever hardness you are feeling is not acceptable. It goes nowhere. In fact, it's going to give you a rough time. And that's where I get inspired from Jonah. We read Jonah uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. If, if, if we look there, if you haven't already turned there. Uh, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and crowd against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa. He found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid a fare and went down into it. Listen to it closely. He went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so the ship was about to be broken up. Please pray. Bow your heads and let's pray together. Father, we come before you today humble, ready to hear your word, to hear what you've got to say to us, Lord. You, you, you've poured it out to me for to understand, to apply to my life. So I'm here today, Lord, standing in your presence on your mission to inspire each and every individual here today to follow after your mission, not their own, to let your mission be theirs, a mission that sets us free. So we pray, I pray, Lord, that you will open our hearts and our minds to understanding that we're not to let our flesh bind us anymore. We're not to let our flesh control us with the sin and the desire and the frustration and the anger. No, Lord, help us to understand that there's a better place, and it's with you. You've got a mission to save. You've got a mission to deliver us. You've got a mission to push us forward. So, Lord, allow us to see it. Allow us to be encouraged to go forward and do as you've called us to do. Allow us to fill your mission where you inspire us to take part in that peace, that freedom, that freedom of making the decision to follow after you when we're yours, that freedom to receive your salvation that you promise, that you give us, freedom to listen to you and be part of the mission that leads a lost and dying world to Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So God does not allow us to escape his mission for us. My first point. Yeah. 
we cannot escape his confronting will for us. Now, verses 4 through 6 helps us to see something. God lets us know when we are disobedient to our mission. The, the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. There's a mighty tempest on the, on the ship. About to, it feels like the ship's about to be broken up to the point that the mariners were afraid and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo. They threw what was most precious to them overboard, what was going to make them a living and that was going to give them something to, to eat from, to survive on. They, threw, they were so bad that they're throwing away those, those belongings and those things that's going to help them overboard to lighten the load. But Jonah, Jonah the messenger of God, had gone down to the lowest part of the ship. He laid down, laid down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise. Call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us that we may not perish. God lets us know when we're disobedient to our mission to retrieve us. He sends a storm that can affect everything. I was sharing with you some of my own experience because I want you to understand something. I wasn't in a boat. I wasn't going across in the opposite direction physically, but emotionally in my own soul, in my own heart, in my frustration at the the people I thought I was serving beside and with, God's church, uh, which that was my mistake. Don't, I'm not glorifying what I did, but I'm letting you know that when you're a saved Christian, when God is dwelling and living in this vessel, and the Holy Spirit is within your heart and your soul, you can't help but feel a storm when you become bitter frustrated you can't help but feel a rage you know Jonah putting himself in our shoes I mean his shoes a little bit not that he was right you know it Jonah was fleeing with frustration with God and God's plan to save a people Nineveh Nineveh was an enemy Nineveh was an enemy that had killed them, murdered them. An enemy that Israel didn't want any part of. He couldn't understand or fathom that. You know, put yourself in his shoes. There's some people in here who have fought in battles and wars. You've had people who have tried to destroy your your family members or murder or kill them. Uh, let's go back far as 9-11. The Twin Towers got hit by uh, what we would deem as an enemy. We sent troops after them. America didn't want anything that we wanted them destroyed. We didn't love them. We didn't want any part of them. But put yourself in Jonah's shoes as someone that God is saying, hey, I know right where right where those terrorists are in those mountains over there. I know where they're at in Afghanistan. I know right where they're at. I got a message for them. Their hearts are just right. 
I know they just come here and destroyed thousands of people for you, but you're going to go preach to them salvation. You're going to deliver them to me with my word. You're going to help them understand their wrongdoing with my word. You're going to tell them that they repent or destruction's coming for them. Would you really want to rush and run to go preach to those who just killed thousands of your own people? That's what God expects. We, we sin against him every day. We make mistakes. Even after we're saved, we make mistakes. I'm a testimony to that. Yet he expects us to forgive and go and preach. That's where I had to, had to, I had to let go myself. And he lets us know He lets us know that, that we're in the wrong place by presenting to us a shaky situation. You know, for Jonah, Jonah's taking it easy. He's taking a ride. He thinks it's okay. I don't know where a prophet of God who carries out prophecy for God can think, I'm going away from the presence of God. It's okay. I can take a nap. I, don't, I, don't, I can't picture it in my mind. I couldn't sleep. I'd be sick. But uh, he's sleeping through it. And he's just taking it for an easy ride. Then he's woke up. And the boat is a rocking and, and everybody else on board is affected by it. It's, it's, it's affected everything around him but him so far. It's shaking it up. But they're all coming to him saying, Sleeper, sleeper, how can you sleep? How can you sit there idle and not respond? Pray to your God, he says. Pray to your gods, because we are our gods. Said he had a bunch of people who didn't believe yet. Pray to your gods. You know, in my own house, I I sit, and the, the more I stayed away from preaching and teaching, the more, I, the longer I stayed on break, the more bitter I got. He's talking about a rocky ocean and rocky waves and things going wrong. My own bitterness run over into affecting my wife and children. My household was in a rocky storm. I didn't respond to things too well. In fact, God's still working on some of my frustrations. It's gotten better, but I'm going to let you know he gets your attention when your daughter looks at you and goes, Daddy, you're mean. You are angry, and I don't know what to do with you. And your wife goes, you want God to get your attention and kick you in the gut? Your wife goes, I don't know about us. You're in a bad spot. You'll get on your knees and pray when the boat starts rocking like that. Did it take me some time to, to straighten out? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Jonah gives us, the book of Jonah gives us some good questions, some things we need to think about. And I want you to look at it. When he says, what do you mean, sleeper? How can we do nothing? The question we need to ask ourselves when we look at the scripture sometimes, I want us to reflect on the word because that's why God gives it to us. 
to empower us, to give us an understanding of we're in the wrong place, the wrong time, and we need to get it right uh, when we're not on the right path. Now, I'm not trying to hold it against every, not everybody in here is making extreme decisions. There's a lot of good missionaries, a lot of good people that serve God in here. I'm not trying to beat on you today. I'm trying to inspire you to look at yourselves, all of you. But what do you mean sleepers? You know, how can we do nothing when it affects everything around us? You know, we got to look at that. Uh, God doesn't let us. He's on a mission to save. He's on a mission to deliver us. He's on a mission to achieve saving a people, all who will receive his word, all who will understand what he's got going. And he knows that Nineveh, though they are murder killers, they don't, they don't know yet, and he knows that, and he's sending a message to save them. We even went in our own lives, you know, God has got a mission for us, and he does, he's going to try to get your attention. He's not going to let you sit there and take a nap. It's, it's not, there's not any room for sitting there and being still. It's time to preach, not preach, but pray. It's time to stop and listen to what those around you are telling you. Uh, my own wife has been my Holy Spirit. My daughter has been my Holy Spirit. As God's messenger, they have told me to get on your knees, Daddy. You've got a problem. And it's rolling over onto us. How can you sit there idle and do nothing when you need to be praying to your God for some help? We need to look at that. See, our disobedience comes with struggles that exposes us. It exposes us. Verses 7 through 9 says, They said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may not that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us. What is your occupation? Mm. Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So, he said to them, I'm a Hebrew. This is Jonah. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. So God is on a mission to save. Sometimes bears some good questions amongst us, and he brings it to us in, in, a, in, a, in a hard time sometimes, just to get us attention, our attention to get us back on track. In the scripture, it gives us some good understanding of some questions that we could ask ourselves. Who's the cause of the trouble? Who's the cause of the trouble? They asked Jonah, who's the cause of this trouble? On your path that you're on, maybe you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's on a mission, and he's after you, and he's wanting to ask you, what's the cause of your trouble? Who's the cause of your trouble? The answer's going to be you. When you're a Christian, and you're not obedient to what God has in store for you, and the boat is a-rocking, and your house is not doing well, your ship that you're in, whatever 
symbolically it is, whether it's tormented in your own soul because the Holy Spirit's in there rattling a can going, ding, 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 ding. You are not in the right place. And it's going to be miserable for you until you get there. God doesn't let go of you. It is his big plan to save. That's the mission that he's sending Jonah on. And Jonah's, like so many of us do, are thinking, I'm not taking part of that. I don't want to. And then things, when things are rough, we are like fussing and upset and want to know why things are so rough for us. And yet the question for us is, who's the cause? We've got to ask ourselves, who's the cause? It's us and our sin. It's us and our decision to not follow, not to go and receive that, that mercy, that what I would call the uh, a love that's undeserving. But he gives it to you anyway. He's on a plan for you to get it and get you there, but he's wanting you to, to, to hear him. He's wanting you to, to get off of that pathway that's away from him and towards him. So he's going to question us, and we need to ask ourselves, just like Jonah was asked by those Men who were scared to death by the, the boat that God has stopped with the waves, that God has put his hand on the boat, and he's shaking it. And he said, I'm not going to let that happen. i got to get his attention. I have a mission to go on to save this group of people. Out of thousands, there's thousands of people in Nineveh. There's thousands of people who are ready for my word to come to them. And they won't, they're going to repent, but i got to get it there. There's a mission, and Zona's going to be on it. And he's telling you, you, he has a mission for you, and you're going to be on it. Whether it's receiving him as your Lord and Savior or following after the mission he has in store for us, all after you receive him as your Lord and Savior. And that is to go share the gospel, share a message of salvation. But when we're not on the path, and the, the boats are rocking, and the storm is hard. We've got to ask ourselves, why is this trouble here? Who's the cause? It's always right here. We've got to get right with God. We've got to get right with God. Who's the cause for this trouble? You know, he asked Jonah, what, what's your occupation? I think for us, it's what labor do you do? What labor do you do? He asked him, who are your people? And Jonah quickly tells him, I'm a Hebrew. You notice he doesn't tell him, I'm a prophet. I carry messages for God. No, he tells him, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the Lord, and the maker of the sea and the land. In a way, he's answering him, I'm a Hebrew. I'm of a people who carry out God's work. That's who I am. Man, do you know they weren't even believers yet, and they, and they knew that they knew that they knew it was all his fault, just from the start right there. He's a Hebrew, and this boat's a rocking. He's a, he serves the God who controls the sea, and it's bad right here. It's bad right here. The thing we got to ask ourselves is what, what kind of labor do we do? 
I've had to ask myself that very thing as a, as a Christian. When, when I'm suffering and, and, I'm, and when I'm going through that trial, what kind of labor do I do? In that time of trial, you know, you say, what are you doing? What kind of labor do you do, Stephen? And, and during that process, that time that I was transitioning, that God was trying to reach out to me, he's hounding me, he's on me, he's letting me know through my family that this is a bad place for me, I had to answer it. I'm doing nothing. And my mission is supposed to be to carry out God's word. I'm doing nothing. Thank God he loves us through those times. I, don't, I didn't deserve it. I still don't. We've got to look at ourselves and ask ourselves, what do we do? Christian, what do we do? Why is it so hard for us? Why is our marriage on the rocks? Why is our finances such a struggle? Why is, why are, why is everything just shaking up all around us, causing us to struggle? Maybe we need to ask ourselves, what kind of labor do we do? Who's the cause of it? Are we on the mission with God? Because when these things are shaking and your ship is a rock and, he, and your life is a struggle, he's trying to call you back in. That's when you need him the most, and he knows it. He's not a mean God. Don't, get, don't take this as a negative. He's a loving God. The place you need to be at is with him. See, when you are on a mission with God, when you receive God as your Lord, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you have faith in what God has done for you on the cross and that he has conquered that death that you deserve as a sinner. He sets you free. Sin doesn't bind you anymore. You're not, you're not going to die that undeserved death anymore. And he sets you free, though, to follow after him. See, God doesn't bind you and control you and gag you and make you go do those missions that he calls you on. It's a freedom to accept and do. But at the same time, your the freedom itself comes with empowerment of you not being able to carry it out it alone, but him doing it using you. It's a freedom that, that we don't deserve. we got to look at the labor from a different perspective. The labor itself is, 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 is a newfound freedom. You aren't bound to it, but you have the freedom to receive it and go and be a part of his glory, be a part of carrying out his message that encourages people to follow after him and to receive his salvation and to carry out his mission to save the lost and dying world. And that's what he's on a mission to do right here with Nineveh. He's, is he's always has and he, and he always will until Jesus returns. He's out to save the lost and dying world. Who are your people? That's what he's asking. For us today, if, you're, if you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you, you got some, some deep, deep reaching to do. Who are your people? Because it, it, it matters. Um, when they're not of God, it's sometimes it's it, it, they make it makes it more difficult 
but even as Christians, we need to think about who we are, who are your people. As a pastor, I've had to ask myself that. I've had to get right. I've had to get on my knees because my people's God's people. The people I serve are God's people. And I had to realize that. That Jesus himself, sermon I've preached many times, that's this message of Jesus on the cross telling us, you know, God, God forgive them for they do not know what they do. It's an undeserved love, an undeserved forgiveness that we receive. And it's in our one of our commandments is to go and love one another. It's an unconditional love. I've received it many times. And it's a love we're commanded to give to everyone around us, even when they've done us wrong, even when they're killers. So the answer we must have is, I'm a child of God. The Lord I worship, the God of heaven, maker of earth. That's the answer we need to be looking for to get us on the right path, and that's the, that's the path that God wants. But finally, we got to ask ourselves, why have we done this? Most of the time, it's for our own flesh and selfish desire, just like Jonah. Jonah was taking it down a wrong path to the wrong place, and he needed to get right. And God was in pursuit of getting him back on that mission to save a people who he thought were not was not worthy. Point number two. We can't escape his mission for us. Verses 10 through 12 tells us. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempest. And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. And the sea will become calm for you, for I know that this great tempest is because of me. See, God gives us an opportunity to get right. Sometimes it takes a difficult confrontation from those who feel the effects of our disobedience. I've had my own house look at me. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? It takes us getting on our knees and telling God, I'm wrong. Please forgive me. Put me on the right path. It takes us realizing that I can't do it without you. I don't deserve your forgiveness. Neither does the world, but yet you are on a mission to save and forgive us anyway. So 
when we get right with God, he puts us on an unchanging mission. An unchanging mission. He tells us in verse 17 that he prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights. Now, why does he send the fish? Well, you know, he, God knew that Jonah had made the right decision and that Jonah was on his way to get him back on the mission with him. God prepares a way for us when he knows, when he knows more than we do, and he knows more about us than we know about ourselves. And we are willing to say, this is my fault. I'm the reason why this, 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 this whole ship is about to sink. I'm the reason why things aren't going so well. I need you, God. It takes that. And he sends this fish to swallow him up. Fish that would deliver him. Deliver him to, 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 a, to that place where God had started the mission to begin with. Jonah. Jonah still continues later on to have this attitude that God's growing on, help, I mean, not growing, but helping him to, to deal with. We're not going to be perfect. But the challenge is itself helping us to deal with it, God pulling us back in and pointing us in the right direction and us being willing to say, it's my fault. Throw me overboard. Now, God isn't telling you to commit suicide and let somebody just throw you off a cliff. But he is telling you to take responsibility and to come back to him. To make it better for those who are around you, who are feeling that, that, that rough sea because of your bad decisions. He's a God who forgives. He's a God who saves. He's a God who gives us exactly what we need. Point number three, we can't escape his heart. We can't escape his heart, God's heart for us. Verse one through five tells us, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach the message that I tell you. So Jonah rose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh, was in exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day, walked, then cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall overthrow. So the people of Nineveh believed, and God proclaimed a fast. They believed God, and they proclaimed a fast, and put on a sackcloth from the greatest the least of them. See, the heart of God is seen in his unchanging will. God, who loves us all, is set on getting us sinners right with him. From, from the time we receive him as our Lord and Savior, from the time we, we in our walk with him, when we're not following after him like we should, to him putting us back on that mission of going out and carrying the word of God to those who need to hear it. Now, some of you are on a different mission. You're not preachers. You're teachers. 
Uh, some of you are part of different missions that help carry out the message right here. Um, we have music. We have people who take care of the children. We have people who help people in the community. We have people who run all the power here. We have people who do a lot that makes sure that message gets out. So if, if it's not, you don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be a preacher. You're called a preacher. You don't have to be uh, some evangelist. It's, it's, you're on a mission to take part. Your mission is to take part in God's ministry of reaching a lost and dying world. And when you're not on it, he's going to let you know. He's pulling you in all the time. I think what we need to realize here today is the freedom that we have in serving, which we receive from our salvation to serve with God, is not one to take advantage of. We have a freedom that is unbridled. See, sin itself is what ties you up and keeps you in turmoil. It is sin that controls you, your life and, and, and causes you to have problems. Just like Jonah's denial of wanting to carry a message to a people he thought weren't worthy of saving, yet God says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. All deserve death, yet God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us and to conquer the death by rising from the dead that we all deserve. The mission itself doesn't go away. And he wants you on board. He wants you walking with him every step of the way. He's going to empower you. He's going to give you all that you need. And he's going to help you. This time I'd like to give an invitation to all who want to come forth and pray. God may be encouraging you today to receive him as your Lord and Savior. You want to be set free of that sin that binds you and keeps you from going forward and surviving it keeps you from having a peace God's the, God's the way to do that he's done it through Jesus on the cross somebody here today is wondering why life is so rough right now and they're asking themselves some same questions we just talked about who's the cause of my troubles why is it happening and we need to point the finger back at ourselves. Sin itself, which it binds you. Even when we're Christians, it binds you. It stops you from, from feeling that freedom that God has already given you when you're Christian. Releasing that sin and wanting to be on board with him. Pursuing the ministry of leading a lost world to salvation through Jesus Christ. Pursuing a ministry of leading the church to growing and becoming those missionaries that God has inspired us to be. That's where he wants us to be. Come forth and pray with us today.